0: It's time for The Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Let's go live to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here's Coach Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule.
1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. As always, my name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Of course, he is a coach, Greg Campy, and the audience is hype, Camp. Hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for showing up, Camp. Yeah. Appreciate
2: it, man. Came sliding in, right? You came. You were coming in hot, man. I like it. Uh, but since we were bringing this up, uh, I saw a shameless tweet by you uh, this this week with you in a suit. Yeah. And uh, if you didn't know, Neil's up for our magazine sportscaster of the year. Yep. And so he shamelessly tweeted that out there to get people's votes. So we might as well shamelessly bring it up on the radio show that people listening can go click it on. Right? Yeah,
1: go to OurMagazine.com. Our yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, you can vote in there. Uh, but vote for Neil Rule, right?
2: Ab- absolutely.
1: Um, there's some. some I recruits. mean, you're part of
2: Oakland. We all. Everybody here wants Oakland to win everything. So
1: yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Well, it did win it the last two years, though, Camp. So we got to. We got to go for the 3 threepeat, man. We got to do it. Got to okay. do it. Uh, no, I appreciate that, though. But uh, as always, he is a coach, Greg Campy. We'll take your questions on Twitter. Something pops in your head that you want to ask, Coach. Fire away. we got a long list of Ask Campy questions that have come in here today I saw the as first well. One.
2: I saw the first one, and it made me mad, so I didn't read any of the other ones. So
1: Is that how it works? <laughs> That's how it works. Okay. Well, don't worry. I'll read them for you then, All okay, right. and then we'll get your responses to that. Uh, but, Camp, it was a weird, wild in crazy week of travel, which almost was <laughs> almost a week, it seemed like it felt like it was over a week, though. Certainly, down in Northern Kentucky, supposed to play on Thursday, but because of the storm, we left Tuesday. We didn't play till Friday. Then it became a back-to-back. And you know, Camp, I always say this too. I mean, pound for pound, yes, the Wisconsin trip is is very difficult. Uh, I understand that, but pound for pound and talent for talent, uh, th- this is about as tough as it gets in the Horizon League when you go to Northern Kentucky and Wright State.
2: Well, I mean, they've they, in the last uh, five years, have won, no, six years. No, five years. They've won four of the, of the five trips to the NCAA tournament. Uh, NKU has won three. Uh, Wright State's won one, and, and Cleveland won last year. So they're the teams that have been at the top of the league. I mean, we've been at the top of the league all those years, too, but except for one, the one year we were sixth, I think. Uh, but we haven't done anything in the tournament. We got to the finals last year, but we haven't won the tournament. Uh, probably should have a couple years. And so you're playing, you know, on paper, the, the teams that have been the most dominant. So any time you can go on that trip and get a win or two wins, you're going to have a, a leg up on everybody. Now, Cleveland State went there the week before and won one. Detroit went and won one. We lost two, and, and that's a bad deal for us.
1: Now, Kemp, and, and I know in – We'll, we'll talk about the games a little bit. Had halftime leads in both of them, but let, let's let start off with that Northern Kentucky game. Um, you know, a 12-point lead at halftime, probably your best 20 minutes defensively, I thought that you would we have played
2: this season. We were fantastic defensively, and they made an adjustment, and I think we got a little bit tired, and, and honestly, they made some shots. You know, they really made some shots, and, and we had a lot of uh, calls go against us, critical calls at critical times in the game, uh, that went against us. And we lost, you know, we went into overtime and we had to play the last three minutes of overtime without Blake Lampman, without Jamal Cain, and without Micah Parrish and, and what you can assume happened, happened. And uh, we had a chance to win the game with five seconds to go. We had a wide open 10-footer and we missed it. And, you know, the, if, if you make the wide open 10-footer, we're oh, we're hugging and we're talking about how we overcame adversity and all the bad things that happened, and yet we're a championship-level team, so we won the game. And we missed it. And even with that, you know, Jalen made a spectacular play, to, You know, we've, we've had a lot of those shots go against us in the last seven or eight years for some reason, and we've not really ever made one, and we made one. But unfortunately, it just tied the game. It didn't win it, and then we lost in overtime. So... You know, that extra, you know, I had three kids play 45 minutes in that game, and you can blame me for that. Uh, But, you know, I I think it it took its toll the last two or three minutes the next night. Um, But to be honest with you, if we get to the championship game, that's going to happen in two nights. And so that's one of the reasons I did it, you know, because I wanted to find out. How do we react to this if we have to play back to back, and if guys are playing big minutes, and the semifinal game goes as long as you know the Northern Kentucky game went, and just to see, and and I learned some things. I learned about different individuals, um, but it, you know, in the long run, when you do lose, you if you can take things away from it, that will help you. When we're in the you know winner go home stage, I think I got a few things that that help will help us. So. Uh, you know, you want to take away things out of losses, and I think I was able to do that with, with a couple things this weekend. Now, did we want to? No. Did it kill us? Yes. I mean, we're, it's not in our hands anymore as far as winning the league championship. We could win out and not win the league championship because um, if, if we win out and Cleveland State wins out uh, other than our game with them, they'll end up – we'll end up 16-3 and and they'll end up 18-3, and which – Uh, wins, they would get the number one seed because of winning percentage. So it's not in our hands anymore. Now, what is in our hands is finishing in the top four because winning the league championship is something that I, as a coach, want to do. For me personally, it's the number one thing out there because it's over a long period of time winning. But for Joe Fan and for... The national media and the local media and everything all anybody cares about is going to the NSA tournament and uh you've,
1: you've you've struggled with that for a long time
2: i have but it is what it is and, yeah. and you can be a dinosaur or and and get you know or you can understand it and i'm trying to understand it and and just be that person that coaches that way and you know so it still comes down to winning the league tournament and then your whole season is based on that so the easiest way to win the league tournament is to be in the first four. And uh, now, personally, I have higher expectations for this team. I, I have expectations of winning the league tournament and winning games in the NSA tournament. I think we're good enough to do that. Um, and those two losses this week really hurt our chances of winning a game in the NSA tournament because of seating situations. We there's no way we'll be a 12 seed now. We, we might, If we could win out, we could still be probably a 13 seed, which is good. Better than 14, better than 15, but it's not as good. 12-5 matches every year, a couple teams win at the 12. So that was really, for me, the most upsetting part of last weekend was losing that. wasn't, you know, anything else but that. We, There were some really, really bad situational things for us. You know, losing Blake on friday night um you know that really hurt us and you know just the way it happened too you know i we i didn't know he wasn't playing until i got on the bus to go to the game um you know i think he he's he we, i think it's his fault because we i took him to uh uh montgomery Inn and told him that you know this is supposed to be the best ribs in the world and you know here's your chance to try the best ribs in the world and he got he had chicken everybody else got ribs nobody got sick he got chicken and well, Jamal, got, Jamal got shrimp Jamal got, Jamal shrimp. got, he didn't got get, shrimp right but he didn't get sick <laughs> right but Blake he decided to go with chicken and <clears throat> i don't think they cooked it all the way or something so you know he he he, he was i didn't watch it but I was told he was projectile vomiting. You, maybe you could ask him that when he gets back. Well, we'll
1: on. break it all down. Blake Landman's here yeah. in the house. And Blake, I know <laughs> this is going to be the stuff you want to talk to. We'll discuss vomiting with Blake Landman when we come back on the Greg Campy show. Uh, you know, Blake, can you describe it? You know. No, we'll, we'll so, get into all that, Campy.
2: So losing, losing him really hurt us. He's a very, very important part of our team. And I don't even think he knew how important he was to our team until he sat in the hotel and watched the game.
1: Well, you and I talked about this in the past, the, the rebounding he's, he's come to provide from he's, that spot. He's doing some stuff yeah.
2: defensively. And I, I told our team before the game, you know, the guys that were going to get to play in a spot, I said, remember, you know, we just beat UIC, and Blake Lampman was 0 for 6. And, but we still scored 82 points. Um, but what he did rebounding-wise, what he did defensively is what you've got to match. You don't have to score points for him. Just you got to match his def- defense and rebounding and things like that, and and th- and the other side of that is too is teams guard us a lot differently when he's on the floor, right? You know, and that's visible. Everybody else, yeah. the, the white guys over there that can shoot, you know, I mean, yeah. right. the stereotypical thing, but it's true. I mean, it's what they're yelling, and uh, um, you know, as, as stereotypical as of that as it is, that's what teams are defending us like, and they're yelling that out in there you know and so they they guard us a lot differently when he's on the floor and uh and then he came out the next day against Wright State and and probably played his best half of basketball he's ever played at Oakland and he's had some really really good games but the the way he played with the confidence and the ability to come off a screen and and shoot and then he showed that he can actually put the ball on the ground and get to the basket too so losing him hurt us um we got a lot of interesting calls uh that time wise that went against us in the game that that i think really hurt our chances of winning awful also well here's Did a spoiler I just say awful yeah here's yeah, a spoiler
1: camp people ask you about that a little bit later on the yes, the can't be a part of the program
2: oh okay <laughs> no i i can't be as truthful in a lot of these questions as i would like to be but um you'll understand how I feel. I, I think anybody that watched the game understood how I felt because when the game was over, they didn't see me there. You know, so. Right. Yeah, you, uh, uh, you, you had become a spectator at that point. Right. right. And then uh, Saturday's game, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, when you lose a game, I was, I was ecstatic about the way we, we performed. Um, you know, that's been a house of horrors for us. We haven't won there since Kay Felder played. Uh, we've been spanked by them a couple times, and uh, it that had what they did to Detroit and how well they were playing, that's the other thing. We got Northern Kentucky had a great time too, and and uh, and and Wright State's playing great. They beat Detroit by thirty, and you know, and and we were in trouble. You know, Jalen Moore on the last play of regulation got hurt. Um, he fought through it and tried to play. If I had it to do over again, I probably would not have played him. Um, I still don't understand. (laughs) You know, when we took the floor to start the game, it was um, he's going to play. They had him wrapped and taped, and by the time we started the two possessions, he had taken all the tape off, and, you know, the whole thing was uh, he's not going to shoot. He's just going to play. We're not going to tell anybody he can't shoot, but it's a game he's not going to shoot and he's just going to deliver, get to the rim, you know, trench, make right-handed layups, and if he can, with a left hand. And four minutes into the game, he had seven shots. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) You know, I mean, I turned and looked at my bench at one point, and I go, I guess he's trying to decide if he can shoot or not. But, um, you know, it was just, you know, he had a tough night because, you know, he was trying to be somebody he's not because he wants to win so bad that he wanted to will us to win. And and we actually, I thought we played a real, a tremendous game under the circumstances of having to play back-to-back, having been on the road, snowed into a hotel. Um, I mean, we couldn't even find food. You know, I, I can't believe that greater Cincinnati area completely shut down. And when I mean shut down, it, McDonald's were closed. Yeah, it, we, it was wild. We could not find food. And then... The, the restaurant we were staying in had a very limited menu, and it was a goat burger, goat cheeseburger. Yeah. Uh, it, this is all real, really? by the way. Goat like this, cheeseburger you know. is on your menu? Yeah. Jalen Moore comes up to me because, I, I mean, we spent hours. DJ Mossini and myself must have called 150 restaurants just trying to find somebody. And, and I, finally, I finally got hold of a Wingstop place. And the girl, <laughs> I don't know when we're closing. We're waiting for word. I want to go home, but I don't, we haven't heard word that we can. I go, can I get 300 chicken wings? And she said, uh, yeah, we can probably do that. I go, okay, I want three She goes, you have to order online, sir. I said, I'm 66 years old. I have a phone. I don't know how to do this. Now, I wasn't really happy at that point. I might have stopped my foot, you know. I don't know how to order online, can't you just tell everybody by the, the cooks over there I need 300 chicken wings? Nope, I can't do that. you got to order online. Okay. I said, well, if I put the order in and you close, am I going to get the chicken? She goes, you better put that order in quick. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had to tip your cap to that one, though, Campbell. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so D, DJ, I, 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 I go to my phone and I push the button and I, oh, okay, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 wings. It stopped at 100. <laughs> I can't order 100 wings. I got 24 people. Right. So I tried to do that. Then it wants a credit card. Then I'm going to have to go all the way back and do 100 again. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, by the time I can figure this out, they'll close. So I called DJ. I go, DJ, I'm really close. Do th- Can you do this? Of course he could because he's young. And bam, he ordered the 300 wings. I called the person after we got it. I said, are you closing? And she goes, You the guy with the three hundred wings? I go, Yep. She said, Well, you figured it out, didn't you? (laughs) I kid you not. So Did she say she was proud of you for coming through an adversity? Dealing with adversity. She said, Yep, we have to stay open now because we're cooking three hundred wings. So she wasn't happy. So it was four miles away. I told DJ to take we take a COVID car. I told him to take the car, and he goes, We're not no, the car won't make it. So they got the bus driver Paul. and the bus driver had to drive four miles. It took thirty minutes for him to get to the to the wings place so d j gets there and they sit and wait another thirty minutes because it's three hundred wings The way the young lady handled the phone call was pretty much the way the staff was handling the cooking, yeah so we, we yeah. <laughs> R- Russ
1: is over there saying, I bet you love RJ's now, don't you?
2: I love RJ's, <laughs> but your wings still are too small, RJ. They're too small. These wings were big.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
2: So, so, But they have the best seasoned fries and the best food in the world. <laughs> I eat here all the time. I just don't get the wings. That's fair. That, that's probably – we just lost that sponsorship. <laughs> um, anyways. Anything else you want to set fire to, well, again, before yeah, before you get Blake Lammon up here? But, no, so we get the, we get the wings – and as I as I was telling somebody, okay, we're, we're canceling all that restaurant order, Jalen Moore says, well, I, well all I want is a cheeseburger. I go, do you want one with goat cheese on it? Because I'll get you one with goat cheese. <laughs> he goes, okay, I'll have the winks. <laughs> and Micah Parrish says, Micah Parrish says, well, I, I was kind of hoping to get a piece of the cheesecake that was on the menu. <laughs> so without them knowing, I went to back to the kitchen, and I said, how many pieces of cheesecake do you have? And they said, oh, we have nine pieces of cheesecake, but we have ten pieces of chocolate mousse, too. And I go, okay, wrap them all up and bring them in when the wings get here. So the lady brings them in, and now the players were happy with that. Only problem with that was is that Micah ate four pieces of cheesecake <laughs> because you didn't eat one, yeah. I didn't eat one, because we're, we're trying to lose weight. Right? Well, I'm not anymore. I'm just trying to keep it off. Oh, okay. yeah. well, I'm still trying. And uh, I don't know. So two or three players must not have eaten it either. And so I saw Micah take one. Then he asked if he could have a second one. And there were two or three left there. And I saw him walk over and get the third one. And then we were playing Pictionary. And while everybody was playing Pictionary, there was one left. And I was at the front looking at everybody. And Micah's sitting here, and I saw him push his chair back and kind of sneak over and grab the fourth one. And he ate it back there. He didn't want to bring it to the table for everybody to see him. So that's how we got ready for Northern Kentucky. You want to bring Blake up?
1: Yeah, let's, well, I'll, I'll go to commercial break first. I, Blake, that's going to be a tough one to follow, but uh, that is the case. <laughs> Listening to the Greg Campy Show, we'll be back with Blake Lampman. Uh, if you have a question, tweet it with the hashtag Ask Campy. I've got a feeling it's going to get us a lot of questions, uh, that whole conversation. This is the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub.
3: Oakland University Credit Union's new Visa Signature credit card rewards you for living life to the fullest. Enjoy VIP experiences, exclusive discounts, and more cash back. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Plus, pay no international transaction fees. Open your Visa Signature card today. Visit OUCreditUnion.org slash Visa Signature. Federally insured by the NCUA.
0: This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for, Lisa. How is your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine, official team physicians for athletes like Lisa
1: and you. Learn more at henryford.com slash sports. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-468. 1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com.
4: Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Wanna have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTE interactive today. DTE.
1: Welcome back to the Greg Campy show live at RJ's Four. pub in Rochester Hills. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies here with the sharpshooter, Blake Lampman, kind enough to uh, take some time here today and join us on the Greg Campy show. So Blake. Um, Coach Campy said you were going to you know, break down the, the vomiting and all that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> tell everybody what what was it like? No, man, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it
5: wasn't fun, yeah, Neil. It yeah. wasn't fun. Well, I, I promise I, you I, that.
1: No, I, I could tell. I could tell just uh, you know just by the look on your face. Um, just when I saw you that day, the look on your face and everything like that. But uh, you know, Blake, just just talking about that. You know, you said. You know, you did lose fluids and all that kind of stuff as we talked about. That you even played the next day on Saturday was was a pretty incredible sight for me. Just just kind of take us through all that. You know, not just leave out the throwing up part. Like, don't describe that. But yeah. just what what did it take for you to get on the floor on Saturday?
5: No, yeah, I got to give uh, Chris Curran a lot of credit. He was uh, he was with me pretty much the whole day, giving me fluids, telling me what to eat and what I had to drink at before certain times and stuff like that. I probably had a on a water and Gatorade combined before the game even started so um, it was a process but we got through it and I ended up playing and playing a lot of minutes so it was credit to him for uh, what he did.
1: No absolutely and then Coach Campy talked about now I know the result didn't go the way uh, that you wanted it to go that the team didn't want it to go Um, but but you did come out there and as we talked about you did play very well in the basketball game. I mean uh, you went out there Uh, I forget the exact number four of eight uh, from behind the three-point line and really carried the team I thought offensively for stretches of that game and that certainly turned out to be important because we didn't know where You know how many minutes you were gonna play or anything, but you come out there. Why was it working so well under such uh, tough circumstances?
5: Uh, One thing my body felt really well coming into the game probably because I spent the whole day before just laying in bed So my body felt real nice Um, and I knew with Jalen's wrist, someone had to take over his scoring, and I just came out really aggressive. Um, also, like about four minutes into the game, well, my playing's probably about eight minutes into the game, I'm I'm running off the court and Jamal just like looks at me. He's like, dude, you're playing so soft. You're playing so soft. And I was just like, wow. Like it kind of hit me. He was like, you need to start playing aggressive. Like, he actually told me that. I'm like, one of the best scorers in the nation is telling me to be more aggressive. So it's like I had to go out there and – I kind of showed some things I haven't showed, and uh, hopefully it kind of jump starts the rest of my season and career.
1: And I know the exact moment I think uh, that you're referencing when Coach Campy was talking about being able to put the ball on the floor and, and get in the paint and get to the cup and finish it and stuff like that. And, look, you know you know what your role is. You've talked about it many times with me. You said my job is to be out here and shoot 40% from behind the three-point line. Like, that's, that's where I'm supposed to live. But what about that though? Is is it that simple to where somebody can say something to you and it flips a switch and now all of a sudden you're,
5: you're getting to the cup? Sometimes. I think 95% of it is just confidence in yourself and confidence in your ability. You do all the drills in the summer working on stuff like that and then you get to the game. You don't do it. It's frustrating. So kind of having it come together last night was a really good feeling or last game. Um, I, was, I was upset with myself uh, and how I played in the second half. I feel like Probably some fatigue had something to do with that, but I wish I would have played a full, complete game. I think about six minutes left in the game, I was just gassed, and I didn't, uh, I didn't finish how I wanted to. But you know, that's the cool thing about college basketball—we got another opportunity on Wednesday. So,
1: right, and that's uh, that's kind of what the saying does, right? You always have another game until you don't but you do so you know that that's where we're at right now talking to Blake Lantman here on the Greg Campy show brought to you by the Evans Law Group we're live at RJ's pub in Rochester Hills and Blake I always like having this conversation with you and just to let everybody inside now uh, the art of shooting being a shooter all those types of things I know there's a lot of technique involved I know there's a lot of work involved but how much of that is mental because for me Shooters, they get they get in the zone, as they say, and the ball just seems to go in repeatedly and stuff like that. How much of shooting is mental?
5: It's almost all mental. Um, it's all it's all mental, and uh, what's the word I'm trying to? Muscle memory. Yeah. So you can you know put as many shots as you want in the off season, but if you get into the court and you're not mentally locked in, it doesn't matter.
1: Because I always wonder about this, because you. You're no different than than all the other shooters that are on college basketball. You have your stretches where you go eight for ten. You have your stretches where you go one for ten, and you know that's just kind of how the the math ends up ends up working out. I know people look on the paper, they see forty percent, they just figure you make four out of every ten shots, but that's that's not the way that it works. What goes through your mind when the ball's going in? When you're in one of those eight for ten heaters, what's going through your mind other than nothing?
5: <laughs> uh, when you get to that point, you just go unconscious, kind of. You know, you just you're just playing you having fun and mm-hmm. when the ball's going in the hole it's just it's just a good time to be out there and it's frustrating when you go like 0 for 4 to start but at any point you could flip it and be 6 for 10 to end the game so um you know it's just when the ball's going in it's it's just a fun time to be on the court
1: what about when the ball's not going in you know what what's kind of are, are there fixes that you go to or or is it just you just trust what you do and shooters got to shoot and the next one's going in
5: um you know, in the past it was kind of just keep shooting, but I would I would let my mental get in my in the way of that. Um, I think now you try to look for little things like take a charge, get a get a nice uh, defensive rebound where you had to work for it, maybe get a layup and just get things going, or you, you never know like your next shot could just go down and it's like that. I think there was a stretch there I missed like my first two, three, four shots, and then I was I'd hit three in a row, so it's just you never know when the next one goes in, and then. Even after that, you have to stay locked in. Even if you make your first shot, you could still go one for four, one for five. So um, I might just say every shot is a new shot. You can't, you can't have a – one of my football coaches used to say you can't have a rear view mirror. You just yeah. got to be looking forward, next shot, next opportunity.
1: Uh, Coach Campion and I were talking about a little bit before we went to the break. You in particular, what I've been impressed most with I, – I know how you shoot the basketball. I've been around you long enough, I understand that. What I've seen from your game this year, just kind of sitting there calling it, your ability to rebound the basketball. And rebounding is so vital from the guard position, especially. The forwards get theirs, the centers get theirs, that's because of where they are on the floor. But with the zone that you guys play, your position is a critical rebounding position in that zone. And and I feel as though you've really stepped up to that challenge. When there's a big rebound to be had, a lot of times I'm saying Blake Lantman's name that's come down with the basketball, What's, what's that process like how do you go from morphing from a shooter to a rebounder?
5: <laughs> well, when I'm rebounding the ball, the only thing I'm worried about is my guy not getting the ball. I don't really care about a stat, <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, my guy's getting the ball, I'm probably either getting yelled at or coming out, so <laughs> my biggest worry is just <laughs> camp,
1: say, yeah, camp saying yeah, cam saying yes, <laughs> yeah, so
5: my biggest worry is just not letting my get the ball my guy get the ball, and whether that's just walling him up, I don't even have to look at the ball. I know Jamal's coming in from the nail, cleaning up so. Uh, but yeah, that that side it gets a lot of weak side rebounds because if a shot's coming from the corner, seventy-five percent of the time it's probably coming to the opposite side. So it's it's an important role, and you know Jalen's actually really good at it too. He he locked in on Tanner Holden in the second half. Tanner Holden uh, last game had five offensive rebounds in the first half, and in the second he didn't have any. And I think Jalen had a big role in that, and just finding him and just not letting him get it and letting everybody else clean up.
1: Is that why? And maybe in an underrated part. Of of why your zone defense has been so good in that you haven't paid, you haven't paid the ultimate rebounding price because your guards are cleaning up some glass work. Because again, when you play that zone, that the rebounding's a team a team aspect. So, is that maybe an underparted, underrated part of of Oakland's zone and what the success you guys have had?
5: Absolutely, and I think that was a worry at the beginning of the year. We were trying to figure out like, Jalen has a six five. Or plus six five plus Every guy, time. yeah, coming in is he going to be able to? And I think he's embraced that role and he's done an incredible job at it.
1: it you know, too, you look at it, Blake. This basketball team in, in this year, and you know the battles that you guys have fought and all these road games we have played. Um, I was I was talking with Coach Campy and I, I was talking with a couple of my media friends and I was like, man, we are on the road. It seems like all the time. Now though, the the end of that that. The road games are in sight you're going to close strong with a lot of home games do you feel as though your iron's been sharpened a little bit by all this and all this stuff that this team has gone through you you feel stronger now because of it
5: absolutely and I think you know the next five games is going to be a very hard uh journey I know we got two on the road and then three at home but uh, we come back to Detroit NKU and Wright State so this will this is a very important weekend I think or week in general for our season and if we can get through three and zero this week and then have Northern Kentucky and Rice State at our place, I think we'll be sitting pretty good at the end of the season here.
1: All right, Blake, you're a big football guy. Um, you know, fam- family blood and everything, everything like that. In high school as well. Uh, got to have your take. Super Bowl this weekend. The Rams. The Bengals. What, what do you got?
5: Who you got? Who do I have? I, I mean, I've never really been a crazy Lions fan, but I do like Matthew Stafford a lot. I, I do like. I would like to see him win one. But I can't. I don't know if I can bet against Joey B. Man, he's got some. He's got a swagger he's got to the him that I he? just. Yeah, and I. I thought Kansas City was going to beat him. I thought he was going to lose the game. Uh, I can't remember who he played before Kansas City. But I just even in college when he played for LSU, he's just he's just a winner. I don't know if I can bet against him. So is there something to that?
1: Like being a winner, you you buy. I mean, is it just that simple sometimes?
5: I don't know if it's simple, but I mean he's got it if it is. So,
1: <laughs> all right, Blake, man, I appreciate you coming through here. Give it up for Blake Lampman, everybody here appreciate on the Greg so. Campy Show. Thank we're you. live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. We'll be right back with more. Remember, if you have got a question, anything you want to ask Camp, because that's what we're getting to next. It's the Ask Campy portion of the show. We'll be back with more Greg Campy Show live at RJ's Pub. <laughs>
0: This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine, as the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions. Today, we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for, Lisa. How is your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine, official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you. Learn more at henryford.com/sports.
4: Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit dteinteractivehome.com today. DTE.
3: Tap into savings when you use your Oakland University Credit Union Visa Signature Credit Card. The Visa Signature Credit Card gives you more cash back, like 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Simply tap to pay. It's fast, easy, and convenient. Tap to pay. Get more cash back with the OUCU Visa Signature Credit Card. Federally insured by the NCUA. Neil
1: Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. My name is Neil Rule. Of course, he is a coach, Greg Campy. Happy to have everybody out here at RJ's, as always. Everyone listen on 1270 AM, The Bet. Uh, appreciate all the questions, too, on Twitter. we got a ton to get to, Campy. Ready to roll? Okay. All right, uh, sports fan forty-eight forty-eight on Twitter wants to know: the uh, focus is on this great team, but when does recruiting for next year start ramping up, or has it already? Uh, any name we should keep an eye out for?
2: <laughs> well, I can't give you the names just because that would be illegal, and uh, the NCAA frowns on things like that. But yes, you know, recruiting is nonstop. We we had a kid on campus. Uh, Who's only a sophomore? A few weeks at our last home game, and we offered him a scholarship. He's only a sophomore in high school, um, so it it's it's ongoing. It's you know 365 days, whatever. It it just never stops, and you're always worried about your future, and you're looking at your future. And today, the way it's really changed, you know, COVID changed it, and I and I think, you know, I, I think we just our. Covid recruiting was a slam dunk. I mean, we've our last two recruiting classes during Covid was just, was fantastic. I give my staff a lot of credit for that. Um, it's it's back more back to normal now, where you are going to go see kids. Uh, you know, I was in Kansas a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I've been a lot of different places. Um, I like to tweet out sometimes when I'm there. So maybe some opposing schools are trying to figure out who the hell we're recruiting while we're in that. That city or something like that, just to give them a little bit of problems. it's interesting the one kid that I did see there though the, all of a sudden another Horizon Lake school offered him, so you know oh, that's it's weird yeah, oh yeah um but we we uh we we're nonstop with that, you know my our biggest need our biggest need next year that if you're looking for somebody that can come in and play right away and rebound the basketball. And my guess is that's either a junior college kid who's older or a portal, portal. kid. And so we, prom- we have a kid in junior college that we've offered who's a very large man and um, could do that for us. He's had multiple junior college games of 20-plus rebounds. Um, so if he were to say yes, we would take him. But when the portal hits and, you know, the season ends and all the the flood of people into the portal, we will uh, comb through there looking for the best possible rebounder that we can get. So that's our number one need is rebounding. I I do think that uh, I'm not happy uh, with our point guard uh, depth and where we're at with that. Either the people we have are going to have to have great summers and get better, or we need to find, you know, a guy that can take over when Jalen leaves. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody or anything. I'm just, you know, it's just the fact that, you know, uh, obviously if I was happy with that, that person would be playing. So we need to improve those players, which is number one on our, our to-do list as coaches, but it also... To make some decisions on do we bring a, a point guard in? It's very hard to recruit a point guard when you have one that's so dominant that plays so many minutes. We went through it with Kay Felder. We went through it with Jonathan Jones. We went through it with Reggie Hamilton. We were, just every time we've had a great point guard, forty-minute ne- 40 position. For right. You. We've never really been able to have a good backup. It's it's always been uh, that way. So uh, I do like a couple of the young players we have in our program and was really hoping that they would be playing more minutes this year, but it just didn't work out that way.
1: Uh, Gene Grabowski wants to know, with extended road trips, it seems the Horizon League is handling scheduling very differently than other leagues, such as the Big Ten. Can we expect to go back to two at home, two on the road, et cetera, in the future? What was their reasoning?
2: Well, it's, it's a point of contention. I think that in April and May or June, You look at it and you say, Well, we got to play. If there's 20 league games, you got to play 10 at home and 10 on the road. So what the hell, right? But when you're in the middle of it and you're, I mean, we've lived on the road and we had a non league schedule that, you know, we only had one home game and a neutral site game with Michigan State. Everything else was on the road. And then we come in and, and, you know, COVID cancels a couple games. And all of a sudden now we're in a stretch of eight out of nine on the road in league play and and it didn't go well last weekend. So you're always searching for excuses and you're looking at trying to figure it out. And you know, we are, are we road weary? Yes, we are. The good is, is we just got to get through this week. And if we can find a way to win the two road games this week, we're done. The next time we go on the road, maybe never, or when we go to Indianapolis, you know, if we can get in the top four. And then Hopefully
1: there's another road trip after that, you know, then you don't mind so much when it comes down to that Uh, The real Gideon beers wants to know
2: ask Campy. Do you like dr. Pepper zero? No Diet dr. Pepper. It's the only thing and they can I don't like when they put cherry in it I don't like when they put vanilla in it. I don't like any of that stuff (laughs) Diet dr. Pepper. That's where it's at. Yeah
1: uh, Drew mr. Drew Huff wants to know on Twitter uh, hashtag ask campy can you talk a little bit about the Jersey uniform design process who picks them how often do they change etc and is there any rhyme or reason as to when you you would decide to wear the yellow uniforms
2: yeah um, the the uniforms 25 30 years ago it was all me I, I would pick it get it do what I wanted what I liked uh, I put the names below the the number we were the only one in the country doing it we you know i've always believed when you're in at oakland and people think you're in california if they don't know you and you know there's a a uh what's
1: an edge to be had or you know no, the
2: when they don't you're not high on the priority list of everybody knowing everything about you right, right? so you've got to do things to catch people's attention to market yourself right and, you know so the the Black floor was really a push for that, the, uh, the name below the number. I, I, I remember to this day when Courtney Scott was at Iowa and he told his teammates that he was going to Oakland, someone on the team at Iowa said, oh, that's that team with their name below the number. And so just when I heard that, it was embedded. I would never, we'll always have that. So in the last seven or eight years, you know, with our Nike contract we have to get Nike uniforms so we're really kinda stuck on what they have to offer where before I could design it all yeah yeah. so and since we went to that I've let our players do it now I let them pick the uniform Sarah Judd was here for a long time she had a lot to do with the uniform design Um, female look at it you know she would bring uh, maybe the captains or the top seniors in when we did change uniforms and say what do, you know your opinion of this, and now in in the future I told DJ the other day we're going to get new white next year, and I don't like our white personally, um, so let's because there's no there's no gold in it you know it's just
1: black and white black yeah, and white, white or white and black yeah, yeah
2: yeah I don't I really don't like that, and so I said uh, you know next year Jalen and Trey and Micah and you know those guys will have a say in what the white look like. We'll keep the black one more year. It's it's really just a wear out thing. You know that's all. Well, there's there's no real answer on to why. Okay, this is the year we do it. And budget budget. Excuse me, budgetarily too. You know, can we throw that in the budget this year? You know, a new set of years. they're not cheap.
1: No, <laughs> no, they're certainly oh, and not. And then
2: the gold. You know I always we always wanted to have an al- alternate uniform we had uh, a steel gray we had a light gray uh we've had we've gone with Vegas gold we've gone with this a couple years ago we had that uh fluorescent yellow which of all of them is the one I liked the best but yeah. a lot of people thought that was too Michiganish I got a lot of comments on that so I went away from that I thought this yellow gold yellow gold that we have now uh is unique and pretty cool and it stands out um, you know I let them choose where we go usually we wear one on the road when we're on the road for two games usually we wear black one night and gold the other so we don't have to you know wash the black after we wear it or wash the gold so that there's really no rhyme or reason to any of it
1: uh, let me see here on the hashtag ask camp you listen to Greg Campy show here on your radio home for Golden Grizzlies basketball 1270 a.m. the bet uh, Let It Snow on Twitter wants to know what led to the rough performances in the second half on Friday at Northern Kentucky and Saturday at Wright State? Was there a common theme or was it a combination of things? And what's a message to the team in order to bounce back strong?
2: Well, that's the one I read that I didn't I, I reacted negative negative towards. You know, it's college basketball. And, and here's it's tough being a fan of a mid-major basketball team because. On Saturday, Michigan State lost by 20. To Rutgers, yeah. Yep. Baylor, the national champion, lost by 20. Yep. Right? Um, lots of teams lose. But there, lots there, there of were, high-quality teams, were, teams lose. There like were that. two other top ten teams that lost by 20. I can't right now off the top of my head. There were four teams in the top 25 that lost by 20. They're still going to the NCAA tournament. So they're players, they're fans, they're – you know, oh, man, that was a bad day, no big deal. Well, you know what? It was a bad weekend. Uh, we missed in the second half against Northern Kentucky. Not having Blake really hurt because Osei Price has had a tremendous year for us. He'd been an unbelievable freshman. But he wasn't very good on Friday. Made a couple threes, but he really probably played his poorest game in all the other things. And I couldn't take him out because of the rotation. I didn't want to go too big. I could have put Willer. Or uh, Chris in there but that they were a small team with one big and just matching up against their zone that shot a lot of threes it made more sense to that so I left him in and and he he had a game that he struggled we still could have won the game we missed a shot but it happens you know you 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 lose games in league play Um, you know so we come back the next day we you know we get really really bad situation you know Oakland and Northern Kentucky played a war on Friday night. Wright State and Detroit played a blowout, right? There's no, it doesn't take rocket science to look at what happened the next day. The two teams that played in the war lost. Detroit beat Northern Kentucky and Wright State beat us there's a correlation to that. You know, we lead the whole game at Wright State, and in our last 17 possessions, we don't make a basket, only free throws. Maybe maybe that war the night before had something to do with it. It surely had something to do with, right. you know, Northern Kentucky losing at home to Detroit, who had lost by 30 the night before. It's college basketball. The problem for us is because we don't get that NCAA carrot because we're a Power 5 team, is that we live and die with every game. And so, to me, there's no bounce back. The bounce back for me was the way we played Saturday, which I mentioned earlier how happy I was with the way we played. I love this team. It's a really good, talented team. I expect us to play great this week. There's no talk to them. There's no this. There's no what the hell happened type thing. You know what? We got beat. We got a lot of bad situations happened from some of the calls to – the snow to the story it was so funny i was telling you about but that was real right and it's college basketball you're going to lose some you're going to win some and right now we're winning a hell of a lot more than we're losing and it's a really good team and stick with us because march is around the corner
1: uh, md fun 89 hashtag Ass in you know, all your career have you ever had to get walk-ons during the season like a school in our conference is having to do i don't know if you saw it or not I I did mean, you put it. up the tweet right
2: yeah i did see it i feel really bad for their coach um one of what you haven't come out yet that uh, one of their six players that they have went in the portal today now, why you would go in the portal right now makes absolutely no sense to me you know you're gonna go in the portal fine finish the season and go in you I'm not gonna go in the portal and recruit you right now you know hoping I get you before somebody else does right I mean you're on a team that's 0 and 2 and 18 who's going to and I don't know who I don't even know who the kid is I was just told one of their kids so I'm not criticizing the kid I'm just saying what what are you thinking why are people doing this I mean that that that's a hell of a tough situation you're in and you know those six eight kids that are on that team need to hang together and they'll get their win you know they they hang together something good will happen for them so so I'm really disappointed to see that. I am I'm feel bad for Matt, and I know he's a quality person. It's a quality coach, and it is in his first year. That's a tough thing to handle. So the answer to the question is, yeah, the year we went into – the year we went Division One, that first sit-out year, I redshirted everybody, and we were begging people to come out and play. And they got to play in the bubble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, this uh, this last one here, and actually technically it's a last two, I guess you would say it's a combination of two – uh, from Gary Gilbert, Austin Davis, who's here. Uh, Gary Gilbert says taking technical fouls is an art form for some coaches. Uh, they may be meant to motivate a team, et cetera. They can be a way, way of working the rest for future calls. What happened at the end of OT in Austin Davis uh, with the hashtag AskCamp? He says, can you give us a PG rundown of oh, that I encounter? Swear.
2: I did not swear. I, I, And that's unusual for me. I mean, I would tell you, you, you all know me. You've all heard it. Uh, I did not swear at the guy. I just... He, and he did not want to give me a technical. he I've never gone that long with a guy just looking at me, are you done, are you done? No, I'm not done. And we're going to stay here all night. If that's what it takes, right. You know, and then after the first one, he walked away, and the other guy came in, and I charged after him. And, uh, you were going to, and there's a reason. There's a reason that I did it, um, that any time – Anytime there is a coach is thrown out of the game, there's got to be a write-up, and there's got to be people have to write up what happened, and players thrown out of the game, coaches thrown out of the game. You know, I wanted to make sure that that game wasn't just swept under the rug and on our way to the next game. So that's what I did it for. The game was over; it was their ball with five seconds to go, and we were down eight points or seven points. So it had no effect on the game. Um, The other technical I got this year at Michigan State was a really bad technical. I wish I hadn't gotten it. I think it changed the course of the game. Um, I don't believe I should have gotten it. I don't believe the referee should have teed me in that situation. Uh, I've had my say on that too, but he did, and that was on me. And and it hurt us. It really hurt us. Should not have been a technical foul, but it was. And in in that case, I apologize to the team. In this case, we all, everyone in that locker room, know what I knew what I was doing.
1: Uh, absolutely. So we'll take our final break. When we come back, we'll get coach's final thoughts as we get ready to go out on the road again. And then, uh, of course, too, Metro Series rivalry Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Detroit's coming into town. We'll talk about that with coach when we come back and wrap this thing up. You're listening to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web. At evanslawgrp.com.
0: This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for, Lisa. How is your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine. Official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you. Learn more at henryford.com sports.
3: Oakland University Credit Union's new Visa Signature Credit Card rewards you for living life to the fullest. Enjoy VIP experiences, exclusive discounts, and more cash back. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Plus, pay no international transaction fees. Open your Visa Signature Card today. Visit oucreditunion.org Visa Signature. Federally insured by the NCUA.
4: Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE.
1: Welcome back to The Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule. Of course, he is a coach. Greg Campy, happy to have you with us. Don't forget, everybody, next week, Greg Campy Show, special 6 o'clock edition. on Next Monday, next Monday only. Uh, Station has a prior commitment, so we have to go at six o'clock that day. So it's like a Valentine's Day uh, dinner date thing there, Camp. Okay? I
2: can't wait now. Yeah,
1: I know, I know you can. Uh,
2: we'll uh, we'll share a season fry or something, yeah. Camp. Okay? We'll uh, we'll do that. No, I'm uh, doing keto the whole month of the whole month of February. I'm doing keto. So oh yeah. I've had to put the season fries on hold, so we got to go, got to play a lot of games in March so that I can.
1: There you go. Yeah, We'll, we'll, we'll get back at it. Uh, NCAA Tournament time, no question about that. But we mentioned the road trip coming up certainly at Youngstown State on Wednesday at Robert Morris on Friday. Uh, then that school down the road comes in on Sunday at 1 o'clock at the arena. And I mentioned on Twitter when I put the tweet out for the questions for the show, I was giving away a four-pack of tickets to the Detroit game. And congratulations to SportsFan4848 on Twitter uh, he says, thanks very much. I'll be bringing some of my buddies who have never been to a game yet. So congratulations to Steve there. He'll be coming through uh, the game on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, Camp, I know certainly not to minimize the, the road test here, which certainly at Youngstown, it's a battle every single time you play.
2: Now they've won four in a row too, and they're trying to fight for a top four spot. So uh, that's that's going to be. What, what is it with this, camp? Every, every time we play
1: someone, they've won five know, or boy, six in boy,
2: a row. It's just one of those years we're hitting everybody <laughs> right in the middle of I mean, you look at everybody we've played. They're just—they've been in a hot streak, and it—it it is what it is. We just got to battle through it. And uh, even Robert Morris, who didn't win a game forever, has won three of their last four. So it's—it's—it's <laughs> it's, uh, going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And you know, one of the things I battled against having 22 games a, a league season, um, and this is one of the reasons why, because you have to stick your travel partner in the middle of a week and. You know that we value that Detroit game so much, and now, you know, it's in a situation where you know normally, in the old days, you had a whole week to. Pre- it was your off week; the only game you played that week, and you had a week to prepare for it. The fans had a week to, you know, to charge get, up about talk it, talk yeah. crap to each other, and put stuff on message boards, and you know, tweet at each other, and and you know that's what makes college basketball and rivalry so great and so much fun, and uh, and you know we get. We we're, we're going to get home at 2:30 in the morning uh, on Friday night and have to play Sunday at one. Um, they're on the same road trip. They're they've, they're I don't know if they're even going to go home. Maybe they're just going to come to. I would think I would go home if I were them. But they're going to get home an hour earlier. We're coming from Robert Morris. They're going to be coming from Youngstown, so <laughs> they'll be an hour ahead of us. Uh, but. Both teams, you know, are up against it, and then they've got to get on their bus and come to us, so I guess we're advantage us in that. But it's still, it's not, it's not the vintage rivalry yeah. that we need. And, and then the other thing is we have filled place. I mean, you know, I, I've, I've been really disappointed. I've, I've voiced that, um, that, you know, as good as this basketball team is, and I know people are scared of COVID and that, but when you watch, you know, a Big Ten game that's packed and, and you've got the ability to see such good basketball – for 10 bucks or 12 bucks or whatever it costs I you know I have a hard time with that and our, I know our students are back uh, I mean I actually on campus today it, it took some time driving on campus where for the last year and a half you just drive right in right. so it was nice to see that there were parking issues and things like that so hopefully everybody's back and Sunday will be like it should be in the arena. Uh,
1: yeah go to goldengrizzlies.com uh, to four tickets love to see you out there on Super Bowl Sunday. Detroit and Oakland. That's really all, all that needs to be said. Um, we talked about that, and obviously your focus is is on Detroit and everything like that. You got to, real quickly got about three minutes left of the show. How do you see the Super Bowl shaking out?
2: What day is that? Sunday. Oh, Sunday night. I have no idea, man. I, yeah. I this we've been on the road forever, and <laughs> <I> uh, <know. laughs> just trying to keep my head above water and give our team the best chance. I, I know Stafford's playing in it. Um, uh, I don't know. My son played at LSU, so football at LSU, so I became an LSU fan. So, probably I want Burroughs and Chase to to have great games and they win it.
1: Yeah, gotcha, gotcha on that. But uh, but yeah, I can't. You know, just as you take a look to the the Detroit Mercy thing, and didn't get a chance to play them, you know, earlier this year. So certainly now it's it's the one off and that type of stuff. But. It was bad for the rivalry missing the game, man. And then as you talked about too, it doesn't it doesn't get the build up, it doesn't get the lead in that it usually does and that's you know, Camp, there's only one you know, typically only one game in the Horizon League schedule that puts six thousand people into Callahan or, you know, jam packs the arena and all that kind of stuff, and it is this game. There's a lot of juice to this thing.
2: Yeah, there is, but you know, right now we it's just that too important of a time. We we've gotta really focus on Youngstown and yeah. and, that. and I want people there. Uh, But you know if we don't win those two games, there'll be people that say "Um, You know we're not coming, you know, so we've got to we got to do our job And then if we can get those two wins and you know, we're fighting for a league championship the following week On Friday Sunday, and then on Friday we're playing uh, Wright State and that's that was gonna be it's gonna be announced I'll tell you guys it's gonna be on ESPN 2 so we're back to where we were three, four years ago, where we're on ESPN. We need to fill the arena for that one. It's going to be a late-night game, a 9 o'clock game. Um, so, you know, we've got to get – that. that's a game, national TV. You, you guys are asking me about recruits. They're, every kid we're recruiting will be watching that game on ESPN, two at 9 o'clock on a Friday night. And so, you know, the, the arena's got to be hopping. That student section's got to be what they've been. Um, so it's really, really, it's a really, really Sunday, Friday, a really huge force um, for the future of our program.
1: Yeah, no question about that. A big thank you to everybody here at RJ's Pub, Russ and the gang, Russ Jr., uh, everybody uh, always taking care of us as always. Big thank you to every, every one of you guys that came out here. You guys come out here every week. It's incredible, man. We certainly yep. do yes. appreciate appreciate that support. So. For the head coach, Greg Campy, Jimmy Kennedy back in our 1270 The Bet Studios. My name is Neil Rule. Thanks one more time, everybody, for listening. We'll be back here. Remember, 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock, Valentine's Day, right here at RJ's Pub. It's the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Thanks for listening, everybody. Well, see you later.